Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. It's a feel-good Friday on ESPN Radio, coast to coast, and thrilled that you are here. And that's exactly what I want this day to be. I want to feel good. Since last we were together several years ago, I've done a lot of looking into the concept of mindfulness, and one of the things that mindfulness teaches us is to be present, to be in the moment, and that's something I've worked very hard on doing, and I want to celebrate all these sports that we have because I so vividly remember April and May and June sitting by myself on a television set trying to come up with ways to entertain and inform you while we didn't have these games. And the work part of it was nothing for me. That was, that was not nearly the worst of it. The worst of it was, like you, I missed it. I missed the games. I missed the football and the basketball and the baseball and the golf. Well, right now we've had it, and we have it. We got to see the baseball. We got to see the basketball. We're enjoying as much of the football as we get, and this weekend is the best golf weekend of the year. So I, for one, am feeling great, and I'm going to revel in it. I'm going to bask in the good feelings of being able to watch this golf over the weekend that I love and as many football games as they can play. And look, the news on that front today is bleak. It is frightening. And we'll have Heather in here in about 10 minutes with the very latest on that. There is cause for significant concern for the football season, particularly the college football season. And I'll continue to cover it for you. I've promised you I will be optimistic because it's the same price as being pessimistic, but I won't be realistic. I I won't be unrealistic. I won't lie to you sitting here. If I think we have cause to be worried, I will tell you so. And I think there is cause for concern about these games that we all love. But for the moment, let's just sit back and enjoy them. Let's enjoy the fact that we have them. And there's a lot of them to get into today. But we do not begin with the games. We begin with Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And a huge day. I think a monumental day in the world of American sports. And that is that the Miami Marlins have named as their new general manager, Kim Ang who becomes the first female to be the general manager of any of the major sports franchises in any of the four major North American professional sports. And I suppose there are two things to be said to that. First and foremost, obviously, congratulations. Anytime that a wall like that is broken down or a ceiling is busted through or whatever illustration it is you wish to use, it's obviously great news, and we all look forward to a time when that isn't news. But the second piece of it is that I think this will be the beginning of an enormous change in that area. You know, there's a great Seinfeld episode where George Costanza says he wants to be the general manager of a baseball team. And Jerry says, well, usually they give that job to the ex-players. Well, obviously, that is no longer the case. The general managers, particularly in baseball, this is just math. It's just doing analytics. And obviously, whether you played or not has nothing to do with that, and your gender has nothing to do with that. So I would imagine this will be the first of many such days, but none of them will ever be quite like today. So congratulations to Kim Ang, congratulations to the Marlins, history made in Major League Baseball. That is where it begins with us here on this day, straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. As to the Masters, where our second round action is now underway. They woke up this morning. They had to finish round one. Dustin Johnson went out, finished round one strong, and he has picked up right where he left off and is playing very well on round, in round two and is now your leader by one shot at the Masters. He is at nine under par. He actually had it at 10 under. I've done my best to follow this for you all day. I believe he bogeyed 14 and is currently playing 15, which is 
a par five, which on that golf course, all those guys, if they walk off that green not making four, they feel as though they gave a shot back. So Dustin Johnson, who was my pick before the event began to win, is playing great. He is off to a great start. So far, so good for Dustin Johnson. Paul Casey was your leader, slept on the lead overnight at seven under. He will not tee off until after we finish this show today. Tiger Woods, obviously, is the name you're interested in. Tiger will tee off 2.30 Eastern time, having shot a 4-under 68 and looked very comfortable yesterday. Bogey-free for Tiger Woods, and he actually had a makeable birdie putt on 18, well, his 18th hole, which was actually the ninth green, could have put him at 5-under par. He looked great yesterday, and there was no substitute for experience on that golf course. That's why Phil Mickelson is playing well. The question is, can Tiger and Phil at their age, can they put together four rounds like that? History says no, and the odds say no, but nothing is impossible. So, boy, would it be delightful to see either or both of those guys back that up. Actually, Phil is on the course now. Let me take a quick look. The Masters app, by the way, is spectacular. Let me see where Phil is right now. Uh, I'm not finding it so quickly. So, but that is not a statement about how spectacular the app is. The, oh, here he is. Phil is four under. In the middle of his second round, he's played eight holes in his second round. He's one under in the second round. He shot 69 in round one. So, you know, the legendary players are out there and they've got a chance. Again, Tiger will not finish today. Tiger will tee off at 2.30 Eastern time. Yesterday, they called it off because of darkness right around 5.30. I think it was like 5.40 when the last players actually walked in, maybe, maybe 5.45. So Tiger will most certainly not finish his third round today. So tomorrow will become an interesting day where Tiger will wind up having to go back on the course. And that can work one of two ways. I mean, Dustin Johnson, I saw his little brief interview after he finished his round one. Tom Rinaldi got one question to him. And he said, is this an advantage or a disadvantage? And Dustin said, it's a big advantage for me. I'm playing really well. I feel good. And I get to go right back out there and continue. Tiger may be in that situation tomorrow. Or it may be if he is struggling a little and it's chilly and whatever else might be the case, that might not be good for his back. If he winds up having to play, just making this up, 27 holes tomorrow, something like that. So we'll wait and we'll see what winds up happening. But obviously, all eyes are on Tiger as they always are. All eyes are on Phil because of the legend that he is. My eyes are on Dustin Johnson, who was my pick, and just all of it. I mean, how glorious is it to have this event? I tweeted yesterday, there is no bigger star in television than Augusta National. Is anything better, if you like the sport, even if you don't particularly care that much about golf, is there anything better than watching that event? And it's the golf course that's the star. I mean, Tiger obviously brings a million people into the tent, and so do a few of the other players, and it's all well and good, and you're hoping to get great drama. But the course is the star, and it's so good. That's what I meant when I started today. I'm making this a feel-good Friday. I invite you to join me. Whatever else it is that's going on, there are so many things out there right now that are frightening, that are causing us anxiety, and that there is legitimate cause for concern. But all we have is the moment, and all we can do is enjoy it. And there's so much good sports to enjoy right now. That's what I plan to do. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Heather and Paul will join me in just a few minutes with major news from college football. Could completely reshape what this college football season looks like going forward. We will do that. But first, Bubba, give me a little bit of music. I want to give you the three people, and I say people, not players, because one isn't a player. The three people that I believe are under the most pressure going into this NFL weekend. Bubba, give me the first one. Number three. Number three is Cam Newton. 
I believe that Cam Newton is playing for the rest of his career this second half of the season. And the New England Patriots, I believe, are one loss away from being done. And they're playing an eminently losable game on Sunday. This is a game they should lose. They're playing the Ravens on Sunday night. They barely squeaked by the Jets, who are terrible. We saw them lose to Buffalo. We've seen them lose to lesser teams. The Ravens should win this game. And once they do, I believe the clock not only runs out on the Patriots' chances of making the playoffs this year, but I believe the clock on Cam Newton begins to tick. At what point does Bill Belichick decide, let me put Jared Stidham out there and see if he's my future? At what point does it start to look like Cam Newton's last chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL has gotten away? Because if he doesn't put together a big second half, I don't think he gets another job next year. Someone signs him if he's willing to play again for this minimal amount that he's getting paid now and come in there with no guarantee whatsoever of being a starter. I don't know if he'll want to do that or not. That's obviously getting way ahead of ourselves. But I think that's what sits out there for Cam if they lose this game. So in that regard, I put him at number three of the players under the most pressure this NFL weekend. Bubba, next. Number two. The reason I said person and not player is because the second one is a coach. Bruce Arians is blowing it. I can't say it any more definitively or clearly than that. In the immortal words of the great genius philosopher Rex Ryan, on Monday on Get Up, said, No risky, no bisky, no cluey. Why there's a power struggle between Arians and Brady on what their offense is going to look like is beyond me. If you want a team in basketball to play hard-nosed defense and try and win games 89-88, you don't hire Mike D'Antoni to be your coach. And if you want seven-step drops and flinging the ball all over the yard and quarterbacks taking a lot of hits and all the rest of that, you don't sign 43-year-old Tom Brady. Tom Brady should be getting the ball out quick. He should be hitting his back foot on a three-step drop and getting it out with all those weapons. And they should be running it. And they should be winning games with their defense, which is good. And Bruce Arians still has this idea of the way he thinks football should be won. And you know what? It's never won that way. Bruce Arians can count up all the the, the Super Bowl rings that he has. And he's not going to take very long. There's none. And Tom Brady's got six. He knows how to win a championship. Let him do it. So in my opinion, the pressure in a game against the Panthers, and if you've watched the Panthers play, this is no easy game. Panthers give everybody all they can handle every single week. They were right there last week trading punches. They play good teams tough every week. Bridgewater is playing really well. This isn't an easy win for Tampa at all. So Bruce Arians needs to play Brady's way. So I think there's enormous pressure on Arians. Because if he keeps doing that and they lose this game to Carolina and they fall the 6-4 and four coming off the disaster that was last week, I think there could be real trouble in Tampa. Real trouble. This is not a cohesive group. These are guys who are still introducing themselves to each other. So I think there's a lot of pressure on Bruce Arians to get it right around Tom Brady this weekend. Bubba number one. Number one. The player under the most pressure in the National Football League this weekend by far is Carson Wentz. Because Brett Favre calling him out is a big deal. And his coach Doug Peterson, Favre's former teammate and friend, taking as long as he did to rise to his defense, has led everyone to wonder, and whether there's any validity to it or not, we'll never know. 
but has led everyone to wonder whether Favre was saying that stuff because it's really what Peterson thinks. The bottom line of it is, I believe Carson Wentz is the right choice. He was the right choice then and is the right choice now to be the Eagles quarterback. But he'd better start proving it. Because if you watch the Giants play, and that's who they play this weekend, you know they're not good, but they play hard. They play everybody tough. They beat Washington last week. They were one play away from overtime against Tampa on a Monday night the week before, and frankly, they got a bad call that didn't give them a chance to tie that game on a two-point conversion at the end. The Giants are not a pushover this weekend. The Eagles barely beat them when they met the first time. And if you think this past week was loud for Carson Wentz, I can't fathom what it'll be like next week if they lose to the Giants. So in my opinion, there is no player in the NFL under more pressure to have a good week than Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Okay, I told you that this is an enormous moment in college football. The season is kind of hanging by a thread. I don't want to be overdramatic. Well, let's, let's, let's bring in Heather Dinnett. She's a far better uh, journalist than I'll ever be, and she is with me on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Heather, what words would you use? Uh, hanging by a thread is too strong a word. That's too dramatic. What would be the right words to use to describe where we are right now in college football relative to trying to get games in with the coronavirus out there wreaking the havoc that it is? Tipping point. Um, this certainly has the potential to snowball. At every hour today, it seems like there's some more news. Now Cal, Arizona State, has been canceled. Herm Edwards has been diagnosed with a positive COVID-19 test. This is not going away. That being said, it's not over yet in college football either. Everyone that I have spoken to remains very determined to have this season determine a national champion on January 11th. There's also an obvious realization that that might not happen, that, that there might have to be change to the college football playoff and its system this year. But they continue to take it one week at a time and see what happens. And I guess the question is not will it snowball, but how much will it snowball? You know, I'm hearing this for the first time. As you were just reporting that about Herman, um, Bubba, our board operator, whispered it or mentioned it in my ear that Herman Edwards had just tested positive. So this is obviously news that is just coming across. Um, Herman Edwards is one of my favorite people in the world. He's a dear friend. Uh, I want to send my best wishes to Herman and his family. He is one of the healthiest people you will ever meet in your life. You will never meet a man of his age. He's probably in his mid to late 60s, I think, Herman. Um, mm-hmm. You will you will never meet a man. There is not a person his age in better shape than Herman is, and there's every reason to believe that he will be fine. Uh, do you know, Heather, if, if he's asymptomatic? I, I, I'm, I'm hearing all this for the first time. 66 I, years old. I Go don't. ahead, Heather. Sorry. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't, Greeny. I don't know the details of it. The school yeah. just announced that. Um, I mean, it was literally right before our, I hopped on the call with you. So right. details are still information still coming out about okay. that. So we'll get that. He's 66 years old. He's one of the best people you'll ever meet in your entire life. And again, there's every reason to believe that he will be just fine. So this is a significant story. Again, Herman, I will. Well, I'll call him right after we wrap up here and I'll see if I can get any further information. Uh, but anyway, Heather, let, let's go back to where this was going to begin before we got this news. And that is that I'm going to commend you because for days now I have been, I have been all over you 
on this show and on Get Up saying, Heather, you've got to convince these people that they need to be willing to be flexible with their dates to, to, to fill the college football playoff and to play these semifinals and to play the championship game. There's, there is no reason they can't have some flexibility. And Heather, it feels to me like you finally got it done. Well, that's why in future years I will be the czar of college football and every game will be played at the Rose Bowl. But, look, this week is when these conversations got to a different level, is what my understanding is. I had heard whispers about this possibility on Wednesday, and then on Thursday Bob Bowlesby pretty much came out and said on the radio what a lot of other people within the CFP were trying to tiptoe around. And I think – that there's certainly an acknowledgement that there needs to be flexibility, but at the same time, everyone I have spoken to um, within the past 24 hours or whatever has, has said nothing is imminent. And I spoke to Bob Bullsby earlier this morning, and he downplayed his comments, and he said that they are determined to get these games played on schedule unless there is something that necessitates and forces the change. Yeah, I wonder what that something might be. Greeny and Heather Dinich with you here on ESPN Radio. I don't mean to be cheeky about it, but the something is that you've got coaches now testing positive and all of these games not getting played, and a little flexibility goes a long way. Let's bring our friend Paul Feinbaum in to the conversation as well on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Paul, I don't know how much of this you're hearing, but, but you were with us this morning as Heather reported that, that there is... There is at least some open-mindedness to the possibility of changing around dates at the end of all of this. I just wonder, as one who covers college football as closely as you do, particularly in the Southeast, what is your perspective on where we sit right now relative to the college football season? Greeny, they have to be flexible because right now this thing is out of control. What I mean by this thing, that's the virus, and and I'm not playing Dr. Fauci on the Greeny show, but, but all you have to do is just look at the numbers from November 1st. They've doubled it. They're probably going to triple. And that affects everything in life, including college football. And you know, we've always said college football is the most vulnerable of all the, the sports that we follow and love because you have no control over anyone, really. Uh, we, we heard coaches talk about being in a bubble, but that's, that's no longer uh, applicable. And, and now, you know, this is the second coach I, uh, that we're, we're aware of this week. Sam Pittman from Arkansas tested positive. Now, uh, Herman, and you know, the games are just going by the wayside. And and, and I know Heather made a point in, in her column. I didn't hear the very beginning of this conversation, but when you cancel or postpone a game today, you may be postponing or canceling it next week as well because of all this contact tracing, and it, it's problematic. And and I. I I, I feel like we're back to the end of July, early August, when we weren't sure the college football season would start. Now, I'm not sure it's going to finish. Yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing or, I don't know, depressing, it's, it, but it's the reality of the situation. And I've promised that I would be realistic with this audience from the day that we came back, and that seems to be where we are. Paul, thank you for jumping in. Heather, thank you, as always, for all of the outstanding reporting. Um, again, I'm a little taken aback by this with Herman and um, – so I, I will give him a call uh, in the next couple of minutes here as when we go to a break and see if I can get anything further. Again, there's, he's, he's a very, very healthy man, takes extraordinary care of himself. I'll tell you a story. Herman Edwards, when he would come host Mike and Mike with me, we would get into the building at about 5.15, 5.20. Herman, who would be staying in a nearby hotel in, in Bristol, which is where we did the show, would have gotten up at 3, gone to the gym, done a full workout, gone back to his room, taken a shower, and then come in to do the show. 
every day, literally every time we did that. And, and he probably hosted that show with me a minimum of 50 times over the years. Now, he's one of the best people you will ever know in your life. So again, I'll try and get you a little more information on him as we go. We will also go live to Augusta coming up in just a few minutes, but not for the reason you'd be expecting. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We have seen countless games postponed. And now we have this. Maryland will pause activities, thus canceling the Ohio State game. This has been a bad week. Greedy with you. Half past the hour on ESPN Radio, coast to coast. Very busy. I just heard back from Herman I'll share that with you in a second. First, Straight Talk. We all accidentally damage our phones, right? That happens. Now, Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at Asurion.com slash Straight Talk limitations and exclusions apply. Again, the news just coming across in the last 15 or 20 minutes that Herman Edwards, now the coach at Arizona State, has tested positive for COVID, um, I sent him a text. I heard back from him almost immediately. He says he sounds in good spirits. I, I, I didn't uh, ask him if I could share his thoughts, but it's, it's nothing earth shattering uh, and he sounds good. So that is uh, made me feel better. He is a terrific man, one of the best people you'll ever come across in your life. And as I've said before, at the age of 66, we should all be as healthy at any age as he is at 66. No one you know is in better shape than Herman is. So every reason to believe that he will be well and fine and he sounds good. So that's obviously good news there. But the news from college football otherwise is just unrelentingly bleak as all these cancellations and postponements and all these conversations now turn to the possibility that these games, the last ones, the college football playoff and all of those may wind up having to be pushed back if they're going to get there 
this year. Um, do we have David ready to go? Is, is he ready? I told you we were going to go live to Augusta National, but not for the reason you would expect. Could anything be cooler than this? College day, game day has come to you from some of the best locations in America and from almost all of the big universities in America. But tomorrow will be a completely different day, a tradition unlike any other, if you will, as College Game Day comes your way live tomorrow from Augusta National. And here's David Pollack joining me now on ESPN Radio. Hello, David. Greeny, what's up, my man? Well, you tell me, how is it? Before we get into any of this college stuff, let's, let's just have a moment and allow you to bask in it. Is it your first visit, and what, is, what are your impressions so far? It's pretty awesome. Um, I, I, I tell you what, not having people here, um, strange, it's not my first visit, but not having people here and, and watching the golf, you, you can hear everything, Greeny. Like, you can hear everybody, you know, talking when they're deciding their shots, and so I, I think it's, uh, it's kind of nuts, but pristine, just you could, you could, and I would, by the way, gladly eat off the ground, anything here, <laughs> off the grass. Like I would, I would eat my lunch off the grass and, and feel completely safe. Let's put it that way. I, I know exactly what you mean, and it is going to be so much fun for all of us to watch you guys there tomorrow. That said, the news of this day, as I'm sure you're aware in college football, is not good. So I would ask you, as you see all these cancellations and postponements, how would you describe your level of concern for where we are and our chances of ultimately getting to a conclusion in this college football season? Well, if you talk to coaches in college football, they're concerned right now, too. And a lot of this, their frustration, actually, frustration is with contact tracing. And the contact tracing is what's going to continue to keep a lot of people um, out of buildings. It's what's going to keep a lot of people from playing football. And so, you know, they're a little bit frustrated with dealing with that. Greening, we're not done with this. Um, it's going to continue to happen. And by the way, there's no secret why it's happening now. I think when you look at the different schools across the country, you've been asking these kids to do this, and you've been asking them to stay away from you know, being social, which is really hard for kids to do. Greeny, now take away the focus because I can't win a championship. I'm several weeks in. My season's basically over. I'm not playing for anything. You think they ain't going to go downtown now? You think they're not going to be social? I, I think a part of this is, is human nature, and I think you're going to continue to see a lot of teams that aren't in the mix that are probably going to have more tests, and you'll see continue to have cancellations. I think right now we're over 20% of games this weekend that are canceled, and I think as we move forward we're going to continue to have the same thing, which if you don't move the playoff date back, then you're just going to have a very short season, especially for you know Big Ten and Pac-12 games that are seasons that already started behind the mix. That's right. You know, your reason is right. That's one of them is uh, perhaps players' natural tendency to be less careful. Another is just the fact that numbers are skyrocketing across this country. Um, and, and so it is just it's just inevitable that this is going to continue. So let's talk about flexibility. Uh, I, I have been, you know, all over Heather Dinich over the course of this week saying that, that someone over there needs to start thinking about the idea that December 20th is not a date that we are married to. That's the date that currently they're scheduled to pick the four teams for the college football playoff. And just finally, in the last 24 hours, David, it feels like there is some open-mindedness to the possibility of that being flexible. What do you think? I don't think it's open-mindedness. I think it's reality setting in. You know, I mean, I think they want to keep the dates, right, and they want to preserve it, but... If you're looking at what's going on, good luck with that. I mean, it's going to be ex extremely difficult. And, yeah, we can throw certain games on certain dates, but you can't with conference championships. And if you're going to continue to have mandated rules of they have to play X amount of games to get to, to, get to Y, to get to your destination, then you're going to have to make changes. So I think it, it, sounds, it sounds good, and I want to protect January 1st, and I understand all that stuff. But 
this is a year of craziness and this is a year of wild. So I know we, we want football on that date and we want to sit around the TV on January 1, but I think those have to be pushed back for the, for the good of the sport and we have to continue to, to explore those options. And, and I think they will, but they don't want to. They're not open-minded about it. They just might be forced to. That's probably a better choice of words. Greeny and David Pollock with me here on ESPN Radio. Let's talk about some of the games that will be played. Uh, I had Brian Kelly on the show the other day, and, and I sort of posed the idea that when you beat the number one team in the country in double overtime, whoever you play next is a trap game. The game they get is Boston College. What is your expectation for that game tomorrow afternoon? I expect it to be a competitive game. Boston College is a good football team. They are so solid. By the way, led at quarterback by Jerkovic. By the way, where was he at? He's a transfer from Notre Dame. This game is going to mean something to him. He's a big-time playmaker. Getting kids week after week to buy. Go back, by the way, and look at playing Clemson and what teams look like the next week. Go back and look at Alabama and what teams look like playing the next week. Go back and look at Ohio State. When you play really good physical teams and and you get emotionally super high the next week naturally you have a letdown it's really good to have terrible teams Boston College ain't a terrible team they're rested they're ready to play they got something to prove so I do look at this game I think it's going to be an extremely competitive ball game Notre Dame obviously more talented you know what's good if you're a Notre Dame fan you got to feel good that you know who shows up week after week offensive linemen okay Mm -hmm. they just show up and do their work they're not getting all the press they're not divas they're usually just roll up their sleeves let's get dirty bro i'm gonna hit you in the mouth notre dame obviously got five of those big hog mollies up front that have played so much football all fifth year seniors ian book obviously he's been there for 25 years at quarterback so i think if you're notre dame you feel really good about the experience at certain spots that say, hey, we're going to show up and, and this game is going to really matter to us. It's one of the big games of the day that will be played tomorrow. But, of course, it will all begin again with College Game Day. David and company live from Augusta National. That should be spectacular. I can't wait to watch. David, thank you. Enjoy the weekend. I'll see you later. Appreciate it, Greeny. All right, it's David Pollock with me here. And I invite you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season is heating up, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. In the last one minute, I just got this text from Nuno. Per Heather, can tell Greeny SEC presidents approved December 19th as makeup date. So to be clear on where, what that means, December 19th is the day that they are scheduled to play the SEC championship game. What she's saying here is that the presidents of the universities have now approved that on that date, some of these other games that need to be made up can also be played. Uh, for example, Alabama LSU. Now, one would assume Alabama will be otherwise occupied if they do play the SEC championship game that day. They'll be playing in that game. So the LSU game would not be made up under those circumstances. Again, the, the, the really interesting part of this is if and when they officially decide they need to extend everything, just push everything back. If you want to get this stuff played, you're not going to get it done. This is, look, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I think the idea that you're going to get a representative college football season and all across this country between now and December 19th, I think might just be wishful thinking. So I think a little flexibility, look how well a little flexibility worked out in the Big 12 and the ACC and the SEC. They've gotten all these games in and it's all worked out pretty well. And now if they have some cancellations, at least they've had most of a season. The Big 10 and the Pac-12 are playing catch up. So leave your options open. A little flexibility is a good thing. 
Coming up next, the absolute best news I can offer you if you are a fan of football. Now on ESPN+. Plus. Do you know what I've lived through as a fan of this franchise? The daily video stream of Greeny with Mike Greenberg. The big personality has worked against him. It has bit him in the butt this year. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the Max Kellerman Show, Dan Lebitard, and Tanae Angola Jr. can now be seen exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. With ESPN+, Plus, you'll get access to each show, plus live sports, exclusive originals, and more. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. My understanding is that Taylor wrote this song about, um, what is his name? The actor um, who's got a sister who's also a famous actor. Um, I can't I think of his name with the beard, the good looking kid. Um, I know a lot about Taylor Swift now because my daughter loves her and I have paid a lot of attention to it and I've been listening to a lot of her music and I like it very much. What is his name? The good-looking kid, Bubba. I need, I need, I need more information. He was in, he was in the movie, uh, I Just Can't Quit You. He was in the fighter, he was in a fighter movie. He, he, he played a left-handed boxer in a movie a couple of years ago. Um, Jake and he has Gyllenhaal? His sister, Jake Gyllenhaal, that's it. Jake Gyllenhaal. My, my understanding, someone correct me if I'm wrong, is that Taylor wrote this song about Jake Gyllenhaal. That's my understanding. See, that's the kind of diverse information that you get here on Greeny. Hashtag Greeny. Eventually, yeah. It's not just... <laughs> okay, well played. I deserve that. Here's, let me just stick to what I do know, and that is that there's a three-way tie for the lead right now during round two at the Masters. You will know two of the names. They are Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson, who are eight under par, and so is Sung J Im. That's a name you may not know. He's South Korean. He's playing his first Masters, uh, and he just chipped in on 15 to give himself a share of the lead. Uh, Tiger Woods will not tee off for another hour and 45 minutes, so he will not finish today. There's no way Tiger will finish his second round today. It gets dark there between 5.30 and 6 o'clock Eastern time, Um, so they will have to finish round two tomorrow morning, and then they will likely go off in threesomes tomorrow on Saturday to make sure they get all of that in on Saturday. They should get round three done tomorrow that way, and then you should have your regular final round on Sunday, although the start time is moved up. But that was previously determined. So I will most certainly keep you up to date, not only on who Taylor Swift is and is not dating, but also who is leading the Masters. That's what we do here. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating cars to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Ryan Clark is going to join me live in about 10 minutes, and I'm looking forward to talking this over further with him. 
Because today on Get Up, he did a really good list. He does on Fridays for us. He will do a, a different fundamentalist, top five this or that. And the idea we had for him this week was, let's do the top five quarterbacks under the age of 25. And we chose that because Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson turned 25 in, in September. And Mahomes in particular just skews everything. He's such an obvious number one that it would have taken all the fun out of it. But so we took him out. And so if you didn't see the show, this was the order that Ryan put them in. Quarterbacks 24 and under, basically. At number five, he put Josh Allen. At number four, he put Joe Burrow. At number three, he took Lamar Jackson. At number two, Justin Herbert. And number one, Kyler Murray. Now, so many things about that jumped out at me. But um, between Bart Scott and Kimberly Martin and Rob Ninkovich, I didn't get, get a word in edgewise in talking about it. So this is why I have this show. So I can talk about it now. First of all, to put Justin Herbert ahead of Joe Burrow, to me, is a fascinating choice. Remember, Burrow was the number one pick in this draft, and Herbert was six. Tua in between them at five. Tua, it's just too early to say. He's played two games. One of them, he was barely a factor. Second one, he looked terrific. But let's just put him out of the equation for the moment and just say not enough information. Herbert has been brilliant. And I've wanted to ask this question for a while. So I'm asking you now. Have you seen enough from Justin Herbert that you are convinced now that he was actually the best quarterback in this draft? The fact that RC put Burrow four and Herbert two, the first question I'm going to ask Ryan when he joins me in nine minutes is, does that mean if you were drafting them right now, you would take Herbert first? If you were starting a team, you would start it with Herbert ahead of Burrow. Because I've been very impressed with Herbert. He's spectacularly good. He's putting up huge numbers. He's been great, and they keep losing all these close games. But there's no question in my mind I would start a team with Burrow. I think Burrow is the goods. I think he's got absolutely everything you're looking for in a quarterback, both what you see on the field and off. So I love him. Kyler Murray is a fascinating one. Kyler Murray, you watch him and you just want, I want to agree with R.C. Kyler Murray... His, his, his passing is spectacular. His running is, is maybe just a half a step down from Lamar Jackson, and he never gets hit. These baseball players know how not to get hit. And so he slides extraordinarily well. He avoids the big hit extraordinarily well. I love Kyler Murray. But the one question that did jump into my mind was, if you offered every team in the NFL, every general manager in the NFL, aside from the one that has Patrick Mahomes, the option of all these guys, but you included Trevor Lawrence in it. Would Lawrence go first? You're saying he's a generational prospect, the best one we've seen in a decade or more. Would he go ahead of these guys? Would NFL teams right now take Lawrence ahead of Kyler Murray or Joe Burrow? It's an interesting question. Talk it over with Ryan Clark when he joins me next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 